Hey everybody, this is Gene Martz and thanks for joining us today on the Paychex Business Series podcast. I'm going to be speaking with Connor Mikens, who is a compliance analyst at Paychex and the expert of all things related to pay- the Paycheck Protection Program. So if you're thinking of applying for the Paycheck Protection Program or if you have interest in a second loan or if you want to know what the rules are, particularly about forgiveness, that's the kind of stuff Connor is going to talk to us about today. All right, Connor, thank you very much for joining me and let's dive into the new round of the Paycheck Protection Program. So um, I'm going to try and guide you because I want to I want to get specific answers for you for you know for our audience. So the first question I have for you about this new round is that this round is it, it's more targeted than the other two rounds. Can you explain that? Yeah, yeah, absolutely, Gene. That's a that's a really great question. I, and that was definitely intentional when they were building out this the this second draw program and, and expanding into the original framework of PPP. So uh, now for a second draw. Uh, you know, going back to the beginning of CARES Act, you, you know, there's really less requirements to, to be eligible for a loan. And now uh, within this new framework of PPP, the second draw, borrowers, they can go back as long as they have to meet certain criteria. So with that, uh, there's uh, you have to employ no more than 300 employees. There has to be a 25% or more reduction in gross receipts. And that would be comparing uh, quarter to quarter from uh, 2020 to 2019, and then also in a in a recent uh, interim final rule that the SBA and Treasury issued, they did clarify that businesses can use year over year comparison, and that's really more geared towards the smaller businesses that may not have those, you, you know, the, the quarterly financial statements that some of the larger firms may have. And then, and then one other requirement is that uh, you know you'd have to have that first draw, and then those funds would have to be used by the time that you receive those uh, your your second draw funds, and then those those first draw funds they have to be used on eligible costs. So that's some. So that that is that's one that is one big question that is open. Uh, now, will will lenders require to show proof before they um, they go back for a second draw? But it does. Those funds have to be used on eligible costs. Got it. And I assume the proof they're going to probably ask is, you know, evidence of maybe you know invoices or bank statements or something, you know, to kind of back it up. But that's probably going to be between the borrower and the lender. Is that you know, right? Is that what you're expecting? Yes. Yes. That, that's absolutely right. And then what you said was also very interesting because that's a new one for me. Is that um, so? You know, you can if you showed that you lost money in any quarter in 2020 compared to the corresponding quarter in 2019, not lost money, excuse me, suffered a 25% revenue decline, then you're eligible for um, a second round of PPP. Uh, but you just also said that uh, there's been a new ruling that says that if you if you're not tracking this on a quarterly basis, because a lot of small businesses aren't at that level, um, you can actually use annual numbers where do you you know do you, do you have any idea like where we would get those annual numbers from i mean many of us haven't filed our tax returns yet so is it just straight out of our you know of our quickbooks or our accounting systems yeah that's that is a great question i think i think we're all waiting to see what uh what the expectation will be or what the requirement will be in the rule they did say that they will accept the the annual income tax filings to to show proof now, as you said, not everyone has done that, and uh, and you know the PPP deadline is now, uh, as of now, anyways, is March 31st. So that's obviously before the the tax deadline, and so I think there will be a lot of small businesses probably looking to uh, ask their CPAs or accountants to to finish their tax filings ahead of time. 
so that so again we have to if we're going to do anything and apply for you know another round um we can you know we've got until march 31st to do that yes that is correct yeah and you know that's obviously a moving target that yep. now statutorily it's march 31st but as with uh, the ppp1 we'll call it that uh that that moved as as you know covid progressed and you know we became more aware of what covid was two other things before we move on to forgiveness um if you haven't applied for a ppp loan you can you can apply for a first loan this isn't just for second round loans is correct yeah yep that's absolutely right and so it, all the rules relative to ppp1 that first draw have made have remained the same you know there's a 500 employee rule for the first draw uh, and whereas, you know, just a reminder, it's uh, 300 for the second draw. So that that rule has remained the same. And then you and then the maximum loan amount still is is 10 million for the first draw. Right. Whereas uh, for that second draw, it is uh, 2 million. Got it. OK, so if you haven't, you, you still play by the rules of the first the first round of PPP. If you've never gotten, you know, a, uh, you know, a draw before. Um, and one final thing, again, before we move on to forgiveness is um, if you had a loan in the first round um, and you had maybe mis not miscalculated it, but you could have gotten more because of some of the rules that changed by the, you know, by the, the Treasury and the SBA, um, you're allowed to go back to your lender and, and get more money under that first loan if you're, if you're eligible for it. Is that, is that correct as well? Yeah, yeah, there there are certain requirements that that would require that uh, or to allow a borrower to do that. You know, they'd have to, um, you know, specifically really to partnerships and seasonal businesses, uh, especially uh, partnerships. If the borrower did not, um, you know, if the partners didn't include their compensation in the in in the eligible cost or the the average monthly payroll cost, and they can go back and include that. And then seasonal businesses for the average monthly payroll cost calculation that changed now. So it's any any rolling 12 week period between February 15th of 2019 and February 15th of 2020. And now they could go back to their lender if they identify that uh, that um, they would be eligible for more, then they could go back and, and get some additional funding. So there were two big changes to forgiveness. The first area has to do with expenses that are allowed for forgiveness. And the second area has to do with, um, you know, loan forgiveness amounts and, and what, um, you know, uh, the documentation required. Let's, let's go to the expenses first. So can you explain, Connor, uh, what's changed in the definitions of and what, what new expenses are now allowed to be part of that forgiveness calculation. So we'll we'll break that into two parts. So we'll start with payroll costs because that is a lot more simple and there's uh, not as many changes as the non-payroll costs. So for the payroll costs, they they expanded it and to include group life and group disability. So that that is new and that is retroactive to um, as as if it was included in the original CARES Act. And then they also just clarified that vision and dental uh, were included into that. Um, group life or that group insurance uh, definition. Okay. And then the non-payroll cost, that is really expansive. They really expanded that to include uh, uh, operations expenditures, which those are really, uh, you know, big thing for, for payroll processors and accountants. It's the payment of business software or the cloud computing services uh, that really facilitate the business operations. And that includes uh, you know, processing payment or tracking of payroll expenses, human resources, uh, that those are just a few examples. And then 
It also expanded uh, to include property damage costs. And those were any uh, expenditures that were made in relation to uh, uh, any damages that occurred during uh, the public disturbances that happened in 2020 that were not covered by insurance or other compensation. And then supplier costs, those, those were added. And that, that's really you know, costs that were related to the supplier of goods and um, that, that were essential to the operations of the entity. And, and then really for the restaurant industry, they added that uh, with respect to perishable goods, uh, the, the contract would be in effect, uh, the contract would have to be in effect uh, before or at any time during the covered period. So that, that was a big, obviously a big change for the restaurant industry and uh, probably well accepted uh, just because, you know, local and state requirements required them to shut down uh, on the dime. So, yeah. So like, it's kind of like they entered into these contracts for perishable goods, then they were made to shut down. And what are they going to do about these perishable goods? Right. So, um, right. So they, they can use those expenses. Yep. Yeah, absolutely. Yep. And then just one last category that was added was the a worker protection expenditure. Now this was a really big change. You know, there's, uh, they are now allowing, uh, small businesses or borrowers to, to use PPP funds towards the purchase maintenance or renovations, um, that, that allowed them to, you know, put in a drive-through window facility, expanded their, uh, indoor outdoor uh, dining or just their their place of business, and then also uh, physical barriers such as a sneeze guard. So obviously those are all requirements that uh, that a lot of state and locals put in place to allow businesses to continue operating during this pandemic. So does that mean like you know do you do you think and again I'm not I don't want to put you on the spot here but like when I see all these restaurants um, building out like outdoor eating you know facilities because they're not allowed to have customers indoors. Um, that's not only being in compliance with the rules, but that's also a safety, you know, measure they're taking for their employees, you know, so they're the employees work outdoors, which is safer. Um, are you saying that those expenditures would also be, um, you know, potentially forgivable? Yeah, yeah, that's absolutely right. That's based on understanding now and based on everything that has been included in the, in the guidance so far, it, it appears that those, those expenses would be covered. Now, I, there's one thing that is important to remember that it is the the paycheck protection program. So, uh, you know, the the whole purpose of the program is to maintain payroll. So there is still that 60-40 rule where 60% uh-huh. of those payroll, 60% uh, of the loan proceeds need to be used towards payroll costs. Right. Yep. You took that question right away from me. I'm glad you brought that up. That's great. Okay. So those are all the new expenses that are now considered to be forgivable. So that's great news. Um, let's move on to the actual forgiveness itself. Okay. So tell me about that new $150,000 rule that, that we hear about. Yeah. Yeah. So that's, you know, th- there was a lot of bipartisan support for this simplified loan forgiveness uh, process for borrowers that have a loan of 150000 or less. So this really did make the, the process a lot more simple for those borrowers. Now, they, um, they really, it's, it, you know, the, the guidance is still waiting to come out. We're still waiting some more in, for some more information. But what we do know is that there is really going to be a much more simplified application process for, for the borrowers. So mm-hmm. we know that there's going to be a, a, a just a one-page document that will, uh, that will really outline uh, the things that they'll need to do. It'll just be a certification that they, uh, you know, they, they follow the program rules. I know they've got to follow all the rules 
um, and, and make representations like that. Hey, listen, you know, I've spent all my money on forgivable expenses, right? Um, yeah. And I've restored my head count. And I have a question to ask you about that as well. But I've restored my head count. I've done everything I'm supposed to do for forgiveness. But now if you just fill out this form, which I'm told is going to be like a one pager that your bank will have, then you don't have to provide documentation. You don't have to go through all the calculations. It's just you're done. So it's really a much more simplified process. Now, some lenders, they may have um, some additional requirements, but based on everything in the rules today, it's a much more simple, uh, simplified process where they'll just have to really attest that they use the program. They uh, just have to provide some documentation uh, showing uh, how, how they, um, the number of employees they retained and, and then also how much their loan was and then really just, um, and then how much they um, estimated amount they use towards payroll. So um, the headcount rules as well, I mean, that's all still there. Um, they, we still have to restore our headcount from before COVID, basically. And I know there's some more details in this calculation. Um, you know, what it was before COVID, we have to restore by the end of our forgiveness period. So um, if we get a second round loan and say the, the, the forgive the period is 24 weeks, um, by the end of that 24 weeks, whenever that is six months from now, um, we would have to have restored our headcount. Otherwise, we get less forgiveness. You know, we are still waiting on some guidance to see how those safe harbors are going to change a bit. But based on everything we see today, there is, uh, you know, there is still, you still need to bring your FTE count back up um, to where it was during the pre-COVID period. And, um, right. but again, the, the safe harbors, those, a lot of, a lot of those, a lot of businesses would probably be covered under those. But um, you know, you, you'll obviously have to work with your lender and uh, or a trusted advisor to see if you'd be able to. But yep, those the FTE, all those reductions still remain the same. Got it. And Connor, one final question. Um, I'm going to throw this little curveball at you because somebody threw it at me. And if again, if you're not sure the answer, that's fine. But like somebody asked me about this 150,000 forgiveness. Like, does that apply individually to each loan, or is that for the combined loans? I told that person, this client of mine, that each loan is its own. So the 150,000 applies to each loan. You know, in other words, like if you get a, if you have an original loan for 140,000, you're good. And then you get a second loan for another 140,000, you're still good because both loans are under 150,000. You don't combine them, but maybe I'm wrong. <laughs> um, do you have any insight on that? Yeah, no, that's a, that's a really great question. <laughs> I, and so I, my, my understanding at this point is that those would be two separate loans because it's, you know, it's two separate, uh, two separate contracts really. So, right. Um, so I, yeah, they would be two separate, two separate loans. So uh, my understanding is they would be able to, you know, use a simplified process on, on both sides. Hey, Carter, fantastic information. Very much appreciate um, you joining me today and, and filling us in. Uh, everyone, I've been speaking with Connor Mike and he's the Paychex, you know, compliance analyst at Paychex. Based on all the information that we have as of the middle of January right now, my recommendation for you is that if you think you're eligible for a second round loan under the Paycheck Protection Program, or you want to even get a first round loan, reach out to an SBA lender now. They will have the most recent information and they can go through with you whether or not um, you're eligible and how much you're eligible for. And because uh, the rules are going to continue to change as we've seen already. So Connor, again, thank you for your time. Uh, this is Gene Martz. If you want more information uh, that will help you through the pandemic, as well as to help you run your business, a lot of it is on our work site, paychecks.com forward slash works. That's W-O-R-X. Again, my name is Gene Marks. Thanks for joining us and look forward to seeing you next time. 
This podcast is property of Paychex Inc. 2021. All rights reserved.